Swimsuit? Check. Sunscreen? Check. Phone charger? Check. Don't forget to pack the 5-Hour Energy. It fits great in a pocket or carry-on, and the alert feeling will help you arrive ready for anything. Now get 20% off when you use code 5HETRAVEL at 5HourEnergy.com. Expires April 30th. One-time use only. Not valid with other discounts. Remember, visit 5HourEnergy.com and use code 5HETRAVEL to save 20%. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. You are now tuned in to the God Goals and Girl Talk podcast, where we discuss living for the kingdom of God while living in the culture. I'm your host, Charlotte Walker. I'm a pediatric nurse practitioner, wife, daughter, sister, auntie, and friend. And I am on the journey of producing and fulfilling every purpose that God saw for me before the beginning of time. And I want you on this journey with me. Each week, we are going to discuss how to apply God's word to our everyday lives. Get ready for some word, some gems, and a few laughs along the way. Now let's start the show. What up? What up? Happy Flourish Friday. As y'all are watching the live replay, let me know where you're from, where you're watching. I'm actually pre-recording this week um, with Flourish Friday because I'm out of town. Okay. I got flued out. Um, And so I still wanted to honor the space and the commitment of going live with y'all. If you are new here, welcome, welcome. My name is Dr. Charlotte Walker. I am the host of the God Goals and Girl Talk podcast, the founder of Producer University, um, which is an online community where we dig deeper into our walk with Christ and into our calling so that we can have and live with fruitful results. And Flourish Friday, which was previously Thriving Thursday, literally last week. Um, if you listen to the podcast, you can get all the details about the name switch and the day switch and all that. Um, it is a time for us just to come together real quick, like, and for me to share a quick word with y'all. Um, it's something that God laid on my heart to do. He said to do it. And so here we are. I do not like doing live videos but I'm going to learn to like it and learn to thrive in it because it is my assignment, thus said the Lord. And that's really what understanding the assignment is about, period. So as we um, get ready to dive in today, we are going to be talking about how to approach God. So literally, y'all, I was going through my closet and God showed me this passage um, that I studied back in 2019. Okay, catch the date. 
December 16, 2019. And God said, this is what we're talking about today, how to approach God with care. And so I'm really um, excited about this because this was a study that God had me doing on my own in the book of Ecclesiastes. Um, a book, The book of Ecclesiastes is one of the books of wisdom. So it's really, really um, a great place to go there in Proverbs. If you're seeking wisdom from God and clarity, um, the book of Ecclesiastes. And a lot of times because things are in the Old Testament, we'd be sleeping on them. No, y'all, like Ecclesiastes snatched my life. And so we're going to be studying in Ecclesiastes 5 verses 1 through 7-ish. Um, and so today's episode is talking about how to approach God. So as we are um, having this discussion, y'all still talk amongst each other. Okay, I'm going to slide into the chat replay. Okay, so I'm gonna be here. Um, But I really want y'all to really share what revelation y'all get from this. Let me know where y'all from. Make sure that you connect with us even outside of Flourish Fridays. Um, We are actually doing a corporate fast that is starting on Monday within Producer University. Um, If you want to test try us out, you get two weeks free trial. um, And then it's $20 a month after that. So really a great investment still for community and all the resources and things that you get. Like it's the bomb.com. Also, y'all go get y'all merch. Like, look at how cute. Look at this producer university merch. Look at my mug. It's giving what it's supposed to give. Okay. God is with her. She will not fall. It's giving. It's giving. Y'all, I got like notebooks. I'm standing over my own stuff. Y'all ain't got to get it because I'm a good child. Like, I love, 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 love. Um, all of our PHU gear. I love this notebook because it's not like your regular line notebook. It is like a dotted one. So, you know, people like me who have like weird obsessions with adding stickers to their notes. Um, okay. I can, I can do and give everything you're supposed to have gave. Like it's given. All right. So that's enough on that y'all, but it's cute. Hop into, um, let's hop into this word. So let's pray first. God, we just thank you for this opportunity, Lord. I thank you, God, that it's going to be more of you and less of me, God. I just ask that you decrease, or you decrease me and increase your spirit, God, that you remove any nerves, any anxiety, Father God. I ask that you give me fresh revelation as we go through this word, God, and that you give me the words to speak, Father God, for your daughters and sons to hear, Father God. Lord, I thank you just for being your vessel. I thank you for having the opportunity to be used by you, God. I don't take it lightly, Lord. And so I just thank you even now, God, that you're here with all of us. Your word says that where two or three are gathered, God, that you are in the midst. And so I thank you for being in the midst of this live session. I thank you, God, for being in the midst of the revelation. I thank you for your spirit, Father God, that is called to um, advocate for us, to refine us, to grow us, God. And I thank you for the opportunity to grow in you and grow closer to you, to be a better reflection of who you've called us to be. And it's in your son Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. 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 Let's get it. Okay. So Ecclesiastes 5, 1 through 7, and we are talking about how to approach God. And I'm going to go ahead and read verses um, 1 through 7 in the New Living Translation. And then we're going to hop right in. So I'm going to start with Ecclesiastes 5 and 1. It says, as you enter into the house of God, keep your ears open and your mouth shut. It is evil to make mindless offerings to God. Do not make rash promises and don't be hasty in bringing the matters before God. After all, God is in heaven and you are here on earth. So let your words be few. Too much activity gives you restless dreams 
Too many words make you a fool. When you when you make a promise to God, don't delay in following through, for God takes no pleasure in fools. Keep all the promises you make to him. It is better to say nothing than to make a promise and not keep it. Do not let your mouths make you sin. Child. Mm. And don't defend yourself by telling the temple messenger that the promise you made was a mistake. That would make God angry and he might wipe out everything that you've achieved. Talk is cheap, like daydreams and other useless activities. Fear God instead. Child, that, that was a word all by itself. Hold on. I mean, it's the word, but you know what I'm trying to say. So approaching God with, with care. So after reading that, um, y'all let me know in the comments what what y'all thought about that or what revelation you got from that. So we, I have three quick points for y'all. And we're going to start with point number one with how to approach God. The first point is girl hush. Okay. Be quiet, sis. Quiet and hush. Okay. Um, Ecclesiastes 5 and 1 tells us as you enter into the house of God, keep your ears open and your mouth shut. It is it is evil, evil to make mindless offerings to God. And really in my own notes, I was talking to myself because this is legit like my study time. Um, our quiet time with God should be quiet. And I had that in all caps. Quiet time should be quiet. It's a time. There's a time to study. OK, I'm about to start sounding like Ecclesiastes. It's a time to study. It's a time to worship. It's a time to pray. And there's a time to hush. And a lot of times what we do is we have the voices of other people. So even in reviewing my own notes, I was talking um, and journaling to God about how I was spending a lot of time listening to sermons and things like that. And those things are not inherently bad. But what I do know and what I've continued to know is that God has a fresh revelation for me. And a lot of times we get very, very comfortable with secondhand revelation as Christians. I want what God has for me specifically, okay, or as me and my daddy plays a Pacific. <laughs> we want what God has for us, um, the word that he has for us specifically. God is speaking or giving what is called a rhema word where his voice goes forth, right? Like, and he's talking to you, those promptings by the Holy Spirit. But if we're so loud or we have the voices of other people so loud in our ear, the voices of distractions and other things so loud in our ear, how do you really hear from God? How is it quiet time if the whole time you pray, 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 and then you get up and leave? At what point are you giving God the opportunity to answer your question? And what happens is a lot of times we are so caught up in doing all the other things and kind of like checking off our checklist, as I talk about all the time, that we don't understand the value in just sitting before the Father and having nothing to say. Like we have to really, a lot of times, um, you cast your cares to God, but then really just sit and listen and relish in his presence. Like when was the last time you asked God what you could do for him? If you were sitting in front of God face to face and you talked and told him about all the things that he already knows, okay? He knows the number of hair on our heads. He's omnipresent. He knows every tear that you cry. Like God is all knowing. And yes, there is power in us um, speaking and confessing and declaring things out of our mouths, but there's also power in us being silent. And society and culture is telling us that that's not so. 
that we we're always connected to noise and da, 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 to the point where we're almost uncomfortable in that space. And I really feel like it's the trick of the enemy because I hear God the clearest when it's quiet. Like literally this morning, I was up talking to God till 4 a.m. 4 a.m. He gave me a whole word. We was having a whole conversation until four o'clock this morning. And when I asked God why he wait till I get in bed, he's like, that's when it's the quietest. So even me in my own quiet time, I've had to learn to set time aside to really just stop and listen for God's voice, listen um, listen, and really digest what his word is saying to me, and then taking the opportunity just to write what he's saying. Because a lot of times that's where the answers to your prayers come from. Like if we would just give God the opportunity, how many of us are praying for the same thing over and over and over and over, but not giving God the space to even give us the answer? You pray, you get up and you leave. And it's a one-sided conversation and that can't be so. So make sure that when you are approaching God and you're really wanting to have a conversation with him, that you're leaving room for quiet and still. Like his voice is a small, still voice. It's a small, still voice. So if you're over talking that, Yes, you're going to feel like you're not hearing. Yes, you're going to feel like you're not getting answers. A lot of it maybe isn't even the fact that God is delaying the answer, but the fact that we haven't sat to listen to the answer long enough because we don't stop talking. And I love to talk. Okay. Um, So that is point number one. Point number two, y'all, can we stop lying to God? Like, can we stop telling lies? Because that's what they are. If you say you're going to do something and you don't do it, it's a lie. Hashtag, it's a lie. Okay. Ecclesiastes 2 through 6. I'm going to read it again. It says, so I concluded. Okay. Oh, that's the wrong chapter, y'all. I don't want the Ecclesiastes 4. All right. Here we are. We back. Don't make rash promises and don't be hasty in bringing matters to God. After all, God is in heaven and you are here on earth. So let your words be few because he already sees and he already knows. Okay. Too much activity gives you restless dreams. Too many words makes you a fool. When you are, uh, when you make a promise to God, don't delay in following through for God takes no pleasure in fools. Keep all the promises you make to him. It is better for you to say nothing than to make a promise and not keep it. Don't let your mouth make you sin. Child, can we stop lying to God? Please. Okay. So the fact that the Bible says that you're better off saying nothing, like, y'all, I broke this all the way down in my notes. The fact that the Bible says that you're better off saying nothing, like, don't tell God that you're going to do something and not do it. And even now, yes, we live in grace, but grace does not mean that we're not accountable for what we do. You're asking God to, to give you more, to give you more responsibility, but can he find you faithful over a little? Can he find you faithful over the few things? Because you keep telling him you're going to do something and you're not giving what you're supposed to have gave. Like, why would he continue to give you more when you're showing him that you're not even mature enough to handle the responsibility that he's giving you? And that's why even to me, doing um, these live videos is a testament because I'm asking God for more. I'm asking God to expand my reach. I'm asking God to grow me. And he told me that the requirement was live videos. And I I was like, I don't understand the assignment. Like, I don't. I, I do not. And I don't see it now. I don't see it now when, you know, there's zero people on the live. I don't see it now, but I know 
based on God's reputation with me, based on the way that he took my show from last year, having a total of 4,000 people listen to it to now this year, it's what, November, and there's 14,000 listens to my podcast. So I know that this is a season of sewing. And because of that, I'm going to remain faithful. And not even only because I'm looking for God to do something, but I'm going to remain faithful because God gave me the assignment. And because he's my father, I want to honor him. Because he's my father, I don't want to disappoint him. Because I love him and I love the body of Christ, I want to make sure that I put this word forth that he's called me to put forth because it's my assignment. Who's going to suffer if I don't? A lot of times we talk, we consider ourselves and we're very selfish. Um, And God wants us to be more selfless, right? I don't like doing live videos. And I've said that more than once on this live and I'm gonna quit saying it, but I'm really living in my truth. I do not like this. It's uncomfortable. It's weird sitting here talking to a camera. Um, And it's just strange to me. It's I'm in unfamiliar territory. And so because of that, I will come up with 80 million reasons why as to like, why I can't do this? Like, well, you know, God, I got this like, I can break out. Like, you know, God, like my edges ain't, you know, they ain't holding it. They ain't holding it down today. Like God, no, but no, seriously, like, you know, we have to be committed to what God tells us to do. And if he can't find us doing that, um, if he can't, if you can't even honor what you say to God, why is he going to make you responsible for people, his people? We have to really do a better job at coming through for God. We always want God to come through for us. But like, are you coming through for God? Are you making sure that his will is achieved? Like, that's what this is really about. You always want God to come through. But when was the last time you came through for God? Like, God, you told me to go pray for that person and I did. God, you told me to give the word and I did. God, you told me to sow a seed and I did. God, you told me to take the class and I did. You told me to leave the city and I did. You told me to leave that job and I did, period. When was the last time you came through for God so that way you would be put in position to where he could utilize you to the capacity and for the reason that he made you? Because a lot of times we like to talk about, oh, like, um, before I knew you and your mother, I knew you before you were in your mother's womb. I know the plans that I have for you. But if God knows the plans, why are we busy doing our own? And then getting mad when it's a hot mess. Like, explain it. Ex- y'all explain it to me in the comments. Explain it to me. I don't understand. And I'm also talking about myself. But I've had to get to a place from where I was here to where I am now. Okay, remember, because I showed y'all this December... 2019 that I wrote these notes. That version of me versus where I am now. Oh, honey, I'm sold out. S-O-U-L-D. S-O, y'all can't spell. S-O-U-L-E-D. Sold out. <laughs> I'm sold out. There, There's no need for me to be fearful because God is, look, what it say? God is within her. She will not fall. No. No. What am I scared for? Am I uncomfortable? Yes. But when I'm walking with God, I have to learn to be comfortable with being uncomfortable. I have to be comfortable with being stretched. I have to be comfortable when the cloud moves, I follow, period. No matter what it looks like, because I I trust and believe and I know that I'm going to stand on the faith that God has given me. I'm going to stand on the reputation of who God is in my life, period. Everything else don't matter. It's nonsense. 
And so it's better for us to say nothing to God. I have here, do we not respect our father enough to honor him by keeping our word? He keep his. He's not expecting us to be perfect. But are you even trying? Like, are you, like, sis, you can tell me. Are you trying, though? Like, are you trying? We have to make sure that we are even honoring God that much to even give him the effort because he'll do the rest. I'm going to be faithful to this live stream, no matter what it looks like. I'm like, oh, um, we're about to do a social media fast, God, what that looked like. He was like this. And I'm like, okay. Oh, God, like, but I'm going to travel what that looked like. This. You want to keep coming with excuses or you going to do what I asked you to do? And here we are. <laughs> like, like, period. Because I know what I am expecting God to do in this season. And I have to be prepared. I have to be prepared to um, go out and speak. I have to be prepared to do the things that he's called me to do. This is training ground. David didn't just show up and cut off Goliath's head. He did the work. He was unseen. Nobody knew where he, nobody knew about him. The lion and the bear both tried to take him out. But by the time he got to Goliath, he was comfortable in who God had called him to be. And he was comfortable in his relationship with God. That's why he didn't need Saul's armor because he was ready to show up and do what it does because he had got so used to honoring God and taking God at his word. God had carried him through some things that when God was like, cut his head off, he was like, I'm going to cut your head off. It's like that. (laughs) That level of boldness comes from this mutual relationship. We're in a relationship with God. You don't want to be lied to, okay? Why you always lying? Like, you don't want to be lied to. That is not okay. So stop telling God you're going to do something and you don't. The only thing you consistent at is being inconsistent. That is a, inconsistency is a huge pet peeve of mine. And so because it bothers me, I really aim to be consistent in all the things that I do, including being goofy. Okay, like because inconsistency is trash, (laughs) period. Be one way. I ain't even got to agree with the way that you're going to be, but be all one way. And so we need to be one way for God. There is no hot and cold. You cannot be lukewarm. You're asking God to move and do things greater for you in 2022, but you still out here doing the same thing you was doing from the 99 to the 2000. How? How are you expecting more and you're not making room? How are you expecting more and you're not allowing God to stretch you? Where they do that at? Hmm? Como? Like, where do they do that at? We cannot do that. So my last point, y'all, is to fear and revere God. Now, hold on. Let me go back real quick. Um, Point 2B. I had 2B on the next page, y'all. 2B is God is not here for the excuses. (laughs) Yeah, I was going in on myself in these notes. God is not here for the excuses. Um, Ecclesiastes 5 and 6, don't let your mouth make you sin and don't defend yourself by telling the temple messenger that the promise you made was a mistake. God ain't here for that. God is about that action and he needs you to be about that action too. Okay, his actions, not your own, but he needs you to be about that action. So stop lying and stop making excuses because God ain't here for neither one. 
Um, the fact that the Bible said you better off saying nothing at all. <laughs> the Bible be wild. <laughs> Just hush then if you ain't gonna do it. <laughs> if you ain't gonna do it. Okay, and so my last point is to fear and revere God. Ecclesiastes 5 7 says, Talk is cheap, like daydreamers and oh, like daydreams and other useless activities. Fear God instead. When the Bible talks about fearing God, it is not that you should be scared, okay? Um, the fear of the Lord being the the starting point of wisdom that's in Proverbs, like fear of the Lord, not fear like, oh my God, like, please, Ike, I don't want the cake. Not that kind of fear. Like, no, it's fear of the Lord in terms of honor, to revere someone, to have reverence. And so to me, because God is my father, I always compare my relationship to my earthly dad and God the father. It's really helped me. And I'm really blessed because I have a healthy relationship with my earthly dad. Um, he's the bomb.com. Shout out to you, pups. Um, and I know that everybody doesn't have that. So we're going to talk about this real quick and we're going to wrap it up. Um, so you have to understand that you're in relationship with God. You are his daughter and he is your father. With that being said, there are things that even at 31 years old, that although I am grown, I would not do in front of my dad. Not because he going to whip me, not because he going to stop me out, even though we be both threatening to beat each other up. <laughs> not because he going to stop me out, but because I don't want to bring dishonor to his name. I don't want to disappoint him. I love him and I don't want to disappoint him. That's why I didn't quit nursing school. It's like, you know what? I'll just go down to Miami and find something easier to do, <laughs> right? Like, could I have? Yes, I'm an adult. But would that have, did I consider the fact, um, you know, the disappointment and the dishonor that that would bring to my parents? Yeah. Like, it's that level of fear and reverence. So when you have a healthy relationship with your father, even at 31, my dad can correct me. Um, my dad can pour into me. He can say, hey, girl, you need to rest. Hey, girl, you're doing too much. Hey, girl, I know what you're trying to do, but you need to take a break, which is really, y'all, he be telling me all the time that I need to rest. Um, and I, I can receive that, not because I'm, I'm 10 years old and I'm so scared, but because I know that he's my father. He can see things because he's lived a life that I have not lived. So he knows um, the long-term goals. He's he's experienced things that I have not had to experience. Like my dad legit has been to war, like Iraq, Baghdad, right? So his life experiences, and when he talks to me about value, valuing time and family and friendship, um, to, to value the time to rest and to enjoy my life, I really take heed to that because he knows what it's like to be in a legit life or death situation. And so because I know that he's my father, I know that he's known me since I was a wee babe, um, and I know that he has my best intention, I consider him. And that's what reverence is. That's what that 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 level of fear is like, ah, like, what would my dad say about this? I revere him so much that my, my husband be trying to be like, you want me to call your daddy? <laughs> I'm going to tell dad period. He be dry snitching. And so because I have that relationship with my father, um, it really, really makes it easy to receive from him, easy to receive his correction, his discipline, his love. And in the same way, we have to be in relationship with God. It is not fear like, 
need the cake anime? Not like that, okay? God, now he will discipline us, but it's not to where it's like you're scared and everything is so punitive, but it's like, girl, go apologize because you know better. Talking to me, me and God have had to have this conversation. Charlotte, you know you could have did that better. And I'm like, oh, Holy Spirit, okay. Now I got to go say sorry. Now I don't like apologizing. So I just try to not put myself in situations where I have to apologize. I'm not good at it. Um, but I, and because I'm really genuine and I want to really make sure that I feel like I am remorseful for what I did. Um, but when Holy, but when God tells me that he's not pleased with something I did, it bothers me. And that's what makes me remorseful. It, it's that that makes me um, remorseful. I, I, do not like when God is not pleased with me. It just does something to my soul. Not that I think I'm going to go to hell tomorrow. Not that none of that, but it's just like, oh, can we fix it? I love you. And so that is what it means to fear and revere the Lord. Okay. So let's make sure that we are really, um, valuing the relationship that we're cultivating and building the relationship with God. And that it's not just some religious acts that we're out here doing. We don't want to be like the Pharisees who knew all of God's word, but when they saw God face to face, okay, Jesus, because in the beginning was the word, the word was God, the word was with God. That's Jesus. He was wrapped in flesh. Don't play. Um, when they saw him face to face, they did not know who he was. It's not enough for us to just merely know God. The demons know God. When the man was getting, he had the demons and he was, they was like, Jesus, why is you here? Send us to the pigs though. Like they know him, but it's a difference between me knowing you and me being in a relationship with you. I know Beyonce. When I see her, I'm like, oh, that's Beyonce. When I hear her voice, oh girl, that's Beyonce. Like it's Beyonce, but I'm not in a relationship with Beyonce. It's not enough for you to merely know God. You need to be in relationship with him. He needs to be able to lord over your life. You need to be submitted to him. So you go to church on Sunday and then cuss the people out on Monday. I would question your relationship. Are you out here looking like your daddy in these streets? Because I look like mine in the natural and in the physical, in the natural and the spiritual child. I look like my daddy. I do. Are you looking like your daddy, though? Can people tell um, without you having to, to throw a scripture at them that there's something different about you because the fruit of the spirit are making themselves evident? That's what the fear of the Lord is. It is not you being scared to make a mistake. When I make a mistake, I come to God and talk to him about it. Like, oh, God, I think I messed up here. The same way that I would to my dad, because I know that even if I get correction, he's going to fix it. <laughs> Like, it takes so much pressure off my life. Oh, God, I don't know how to handle this. I think I messed up. Can you show me? And then can you show me how to fix it? Can you fix it? Can you forgive me? I repent. How do I avoid getting back in this situation again? And so we're going to talk from the top, go over our points one more time. So how to approach God. One, be quiet, okay? Two, we're going to stop lying to God and we're going to stop feeding him excuses. That's point to B. Okay. We're going to stop feeding him excuses. And then lastly, we're going to fear and revere God. Okay. That is how we approach God with care. 
straight up out the book of Ecclesiastes and out of my prayer journal um, from 2019. And that is it for this week's Flourish Friday. I love y'all. Um, if you are wanting to fast with us on Monday, make sure that you go over to um, the Producer University. You can get to it through www.godgoesandgirltalk.com and www.producersociety.com. I'm going to change the URL. I am. I bought the new one. I just haven't yet. Okay, I'm gonna get better and do better. Um, so <laughs> go to our website and you can access the, the university from there, or you can go straight to www.producersociety.com. I pray that y'all have a great weekend, that y'all have a great week, and that y'all enjoy the rest of y'all lunch break, child. Because what 30 minutes on the diet? Come on, yes, I love y'all. God bless y'all, and I will talk to y'all on Wednesday on the podcast. I pray you guys enjoyed this week's episode. Make sure you stay connected with us throughout the week by following us over on Instagram at God Goals and Girl Talk, hitting us up on Twitter at GGGT Podcast, and checking out our website, www.godgoalsandgirltalk.com. The website is lit. It has a free resource library, and you can search podcast episodes based on topics, all the things, okay? So until next week, continue to love God, love people, and love yourselves, and we'll talk to you soon. Bye. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun... Yeah, you get it every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.